0: As she goes down by the head, the water will spill over the tops of the bulkheads. At E-deck, from one to the next, back and back. There's no stopping it. The pumps, if we open the, the door... The pumps we... by your time, but minutes only.
1: From this moment, no matter what we do. Titanic
0: will founder. But this ship can't see. She's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can. And she will
1: is a mathematical certainty. How much time? An hour. Two at most. And how many aboard, Mr. Murdoch? 2,200 souls on board, sir. Well,
0: I believe you may get your headlines, Mr. Ismay. From Chicago, this is The Unenthusiastic Critic, a podcast about destroying your marriage one movie at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Unenthusiastic Critic. I'm Michael McDonough, I write about film and television at unaffiliatedcritic.com. Joining me today, because if I jump, she jumps, is my lovely wife Nikia, also known as the unenthusiastic critic. Hello. On this week's episode, we're getting back to the roots of the unenthusiastic critic by subjecting Nikia to her first viewing of a film that literally everyone else on the planet has already seen, James Cameron's Titanic from 1997. Nakia, I'm laughing because you were sitting there looking as surly as you have ever been when we started one of these podcasts. Uh, uh, How how much are you regretting letting slip to me that you had never actually watched Titanic right now? Deeply regretting. (laughs) Like, this movie is so ubiquitous that it hadn't even occurred to me that you hadn't seen it. Mm -hmm. And then, for some reason, a few weeks ago, I don't even remember how it came up you you made the mistake of saying you would never actually seen it
1: i mean well i forgot that we cannot have a transparent relationship so (laughs) that was a brief moment a a lapse for me Mm -hmm. that will never
0: you let your you let your guard down for a minute yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you were you were 15 when this movie came out Mm -hmm. uh which as we will discuss in a few minutes Sort of made you the prime demographic for Titanic. Did it? Yeah, we will talk about that. But how, how on earth did you avoid seeing this movie?
1: I didn't want to. <laughs> I had no interest in it at all.
0: In high school, your friends weren't going to see it? You didn't?
1: So when I didn't go see a ton of films in high school, okay. um, which is part of the reason why we do this. Right. Um, and then even if they were going to see it, I would have opted out of the. I would not have gone to see
0: this. Why? Why?
1: Because I have no interest in it. Again, I'm not the romance film person. I have no interest in a fucking sinking ship and an iceberg. This weird like upstairs downstairs thing on a boat. Uh, I did not have and do not have a Leonardo DiCaprio thing. Hated. The song, um, <laughs> as much as as much love as I have for uh, Celine Dion, do you have love for? Celine I Dion? I have deep respect I, and admiration for. Okay, I didn't for Celine. know that. Like I, I don't wish her any ill will, and I'm I'm happy for her <laughs> success. I hate this fucking song, <laughs> so it was just, there was nothing appealing about this movie.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay. Wasn't that? It, I mean, I don't. I really don't actually understand why any fifteen year old was interested in seeing Titanic. Leo's not that damn, he wasn't that damn cute. So if that was the draw, then I'm deeply confused because he's, no.
0: Okay. Well, maybe once you watch it, you'll understand.
1: I don't think I will. (laughs) Because I've I've seen, so here's the problem with this exercise. Okay. Is that, no, I have not seen the film. I have seen enough of it that I can basically say I've seen the film. And so this feels particularly. Okay, but see,
0: that's what you do. And sometimes you're just wrong.
1: I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong That's about, what you said
0: about the sound of music, and you were like, uh, "She lives with the Jews, and then she makes the Nazis love the m- Jews through music." Or like, you didn't, you didn't really have a grasp on the plot.
1: Well, it would have been more interesting. <laughs> so, th- I mean, I know the basic plot. So she gets on a boat with eyebrows. She's supposed to be marrying eyebrows. She doesn't love eyebrows. Eyebrows an asshole. And Leo's on the boat. In the bottom tier, he's downstairs. She's upstairs. He draws her like a French girl. They dance. Iceberg. Drown. She's, actually, let's back up. Then they do the weird thing on the like front of the ship where they stand at the thing and they do the whole thing that now everybody does when they're on a fucking boat. And Iceberg, she's on a door. Apparently there's no room for him to be on the door. He freezes to death. She's the old lady. They drown the fucking necklace. <laughs> eyebrows is as an asshole the whole time and like when they say women and children first he like tries to, I don't know. so I know generally what happens. I mean to
0: be to be fair you do who seem to have That's a the
1: whole good fucking movie. So I don't So
0: that's why we call this section cultural osmosis. All of this has seeped into you yes. through cultural osmosis. Sure. To the extent that you don't actually feel like you need to see the movie.
1: Exactly. And yet here we are. And
0: yet we're still going to do it.
1: Mhm.
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about this movie as much as you don't want to mm-hmm. at all. This episode should drop on or about December 19th, which is the 25th anniversary of Titanic, which is another reason why we're we're doing it. The film, of course, was largely predicted to be an expensive career-ending bomb for everyone involved. Todd McCarthy writing in Variety called it the biggest roll of the dice in film history. In the Washington Post, in a May 1997 article entitled, Going Down with the Ship? Sharon Waxman and Paul Fari wrote, Can a disaster epic about an epic disaster avoid the very fate it dramatizes? Titanic, director James Cameron's cinematic retelling of the story of the doomed luxury liner, is over budget, behind schedule, and plagued by the sort of vicious Hollywood gossip that stokes the ulcers of studio executives. Even before anyone has actually seen it, the movie has engendered its own legend of ego and excess, both the personal and financial kinds. Filming Titanic required construction of a $20 million studio in Mexico, a 775-foot facsimile of the doomed ship, and a year of meticulous special effects work. Indeed, the film is so big it took two studios, Paramount and 20th Century Fox, to shoulder its ever-growing financial burden. With a production budget estimated at $180 million to $200 million dollars, Titanic will easily surpass another ocean-born epic, Waterworld, for the title of the costliest movie ever produced. And the thing is, of course, Waterworld, the previous record holder for most expensive movie ever made, was a total flop. Mm -hmm. So, especially with the aquatic association, most everyone was predicting this was going to be Cameron's Waterworld. And, to be fair, the stories coming out of the production of this movie were insane, They built a 17 million gallon tank to house the five-story, basically life-size recreation of the ship, which was set on hydraulics so it could tilt. Just crazy. And the stories were that Cameron was not so much, you know, recreating the ship as actually rebuilding the real ship. The amount of detail that was put into this was obsessive to the point of lunacy. They... Cameron went so far as to, like, order carpeting from the same company that had done the original ship. All the silverware, the ashtrays, the teacups, every little detail on this fucking boat was exactly like it had been on the original ship. The chandeliers weren't made of lucite like most props departments would do. They were made of actual crystal, because Cameron wanted them to clink in the same way that the real chandeliers would have clinked when the ship was going down. It was crazy. There were something like 800 crew members and 1,000 extras. The extras, apparently Cameron gave them all names and backstories, so they would be, you know, authentic. Billy Zane tells a story about shooting at like 4.30 in the morning and freezing cold, and Cameron stopping the production to tell some old lady extra what her backstory was that she had to run downstairs to get her wedding ring and blah 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 crazy talk uh kate winslet says she got hypothermia and almost drowned twice in the making of this movie everyone reports cameron was a tyrant on the set just throwing fits when everything wasn't exactly the way he wanted it one evening while filming more than 50 members of the cast and crew including cameron and star bill paxton were rushed to the hospital tripping because someone had spiked the lobster chowder they were serving that evening with PCP. So, all of these stories were coming out. It was not giving anyone hope that this movie was going to actually even get finished, let alone be a success. Uh, It was delayed several times. It was originally scheduled for a June release, then it was pushed back to July, then it was pushed back to Thanksgiving, then it finally opened Christmas week. So, it was the kind of disaster in the making that Hollywood loves to see and talk about. Everyone was obsessed with it for months ahead of time. I think all the pundits were looking forward to the pieces they would get to write about how, you know, Cameron was the new captain of the Doom ship and the hubris involved and all of that. Um, The studios were terrified. At 200 million, the film would need to make 400 million just to break even. The studios had originally thought they were getting an action movie, and then they realized that was not what Cameron was making at all, really. It was a film with no bankable stars. Neither of these the two leads were big stars at that point. Uh, There was no merchandising upside. You weren't going to sell toys based on Titanic.
1: They sold shitty replicas of that necklace for a long time. They may (laughs) still be doing that.
0: They probably are. And, of course, the film was coming in at three hours plus, meaning that it would scare away viewers and you know, theaters could only show it so many times per day because it was too long. Before the opening weekend, people were actually predicting that the James Bond movie Tomorrow Never Dies was going to, was going to be Titanic. Even Cameron apparently thought he was headed for disaster. He said they worked the last six months with the absolute certainty that the studio was going to lose about $100 million. And of course, as it worked out, everybody was wrong about that. The film was the number one movie for nearly four months, which was a record, and stayed in theaters for nearly a year. It made $600 million in its initial domestic release and went on to make more than $2 billion worldwide. And this is where we come back to the teenage girl demographic. Mm -hmm. Critic Mark Kermode hated Titanic and still hates Titanic. Uh, In fact, he once opened an interview with Leonardo DiCaprio by graciously saying, I've forgiven you for Titanic, (laughs) Something Leo apparently didn't find amusing.
1: He doesn't seem like someone who has a sense of humor about himself, so yeah.
0: (laughs) In his book, The Good, the Bad, and the Multiplex, Kermode recounts how he ran into Paramount executive Sherry Lansing and basically accosted her for about 20 minutes about how terrible Titanic had been. All the reasons why it was terrible. According to Kermode, Lansing listened very patiently and politely and sort of amused until he was finished and then demolished his entire argument with one sentence. The problem with you, Mark, is you were not a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And so this sort of became the narrative of this movie is that a lot a lot of people, but particularly young teenage girls and young women were going to see this movie three, four, five times mm-hmm. and taking all their friends. In a New York Times story from early 1998, entertainment reporter Bernard Weinraub, who had been one of the many people predicting disaster for the film for months, wrote about the unprecedented success. What is evident about the startling box office for Titanic is that a hefty portion of the repeat business is coming from teenage girls and younger women who were seeing the film four or five times. Unlike teenage boys who attend movies with a friend or two, girls prefer going to theaters in packs. (laughs) I I don't know if that's true. (laughs)
1: It's not my experience but okay. Sure.
0: And this didn't just happen in America. An AP story from March 1998 reported on a 12-year-old girl named Gloria, living in central Italy, who went to see Titanic in her small town's one-screen movie theater every single day it was playing. At the time of the story, Gloria had seen it at least 50 times in a row. Apparently, after a while, the theater just stopped charging her and just kept a seat open for her, because she would come in every day and watch Titanic for three and a half hours. Uh, Her mother, a cleaning woman, said she herself had not yet seen the movie, but didn't have a problem. Problem with it as long as Gloria did her homework first.
1: Sounds like depression. <laughs> that doesn't sound healthy at all. So here's the thing I don't want to shit on that. Like I think, if I recall correctly, this was one of the first times where the industry sort of recognized the purchasing power of right. like teenage girls. Hoorah, Master Chief. Wonderful. <laughs>
0: You, I, you say you don't want to shit on it, but you sound like you're kind of shit on
1: it. I can recognize that and say I somehow was not a part, like I did, I did not have any desire to go and see it. And so whatever sort of pull this had on that particular demographic, I missed it. And I, I, I still to this day, I do not. I mean, if it if it's all about Leo and this sort of doomed love story, we should have had better options. And so this was, I, I don't know what it was, but I, yeah, it's
0: just. No, no.
1: <laughs> what year is this?
0: Ninety-seven.
1: When did Malcolm X come out?
0: Uh, not sure.
1: So that's a three-hour movie. I did see that right in around theaters. that time. I, I did I go think. see that in
0: theaters. So you you were going to see Malcolm X. three-hour
1: film in theaters. Yes. So that that part and would that have. didn't
0: seem long to you?
1: No, because it it's fucking brilliant. No, not at all. And talk about if you want to have like a sexual awakening, Denzel <laughs> getting his hair conked. Okay, and then becoming with the toilet water, with the toilet water, hot. Then hot in prison, also hot when he's becoming uh the head of uh, <laughs> the nation of Islam. So that was my yeah. No, I didn't. that was
0: your type That that
1: was right, exactly Except it was good.
0: You must have been fun in high school. And it, I
1: was a I was a good time. Like it wasn't. Even, and this is the thing: is like, was I like particularly? And I wasn't. I was a normal. I think. Kid, but like this whole, th- I I really fundamentally don't understand it.
0: Okay, but to be fair, it was. Not- I would have rather
1: seen the PCP movie.
0: The movie about the crew getting yeah, that that actually that if, seen. if footage exists of that, that I would, would I would good. really be curious to sure, see that. I'd see that. <laughs> but to be fair, it's not like this was a terrible movie that teenage girls just happened to like, or that's not how it was received. That was not the narrative. At the Oscars that year, Titanic tied the all-time record for nominations set by All About Eve. Okay. And it tied the record set by Ben Hur for wins with 11 Oscars, including Best Picture.
1: The Oscars like spectacle, though. And the fact that it tied with All About Eve, that's a damn shame. <laughs> we should all be. Technically, yes, it was a triumph and a feat. Mm-hmm. I do not think it's a good film.
0: Roger Ebert gave it four stars. He said movies like this are not merely difficult to make at all, but almost impossible to make well. The technical difficulties are so daunting that it's a wonder when the filmmakers are also able to bring the drama and history into proportion. Mm -hmm. I found myself convinced by both the story and the saga.
1: So there's a point in the film (laughs) where the old lady, and she's become like a meme now, where she's like, I've been fucking 80, 90, and whatever the fuck she says. (laughs) This is how I feel. It's like, it's been, it's, it's, no, no, no.
0: I don't know what you're saying.
1: I'm saying it's too. I don't want to do this. It's. I don't want to do three hours of however long of this film.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let me give you one other review here. Mm-hmm. This is from from the opposite opposite end. This is Kenneth Turan in the L.A. Times. In a review entitled "Titanic Sinks Again Spectacularly," Turan wrote. Seeing Titanic almost makes you weep in frustration, not because of the excessive budget, not even because it recalls the unnecessary loss of life of the real 1912 (laughs) catastrophe. What really brings on the tears is Cameron's insistence that writing this kind of movie is within his abilities. Not only isn't it, it isn't even close. What audiences end up with word-wise is a hackneyed, completely derivative copy of old Hollywood romances, a movie that reeks of phoniness and lacks even minimal originality. Worse than that, many of the characters are cliches of such purity they ought to be exhibited in film schools as examples of how not to write for the screen. As Cameron sails his lonely craft towards greatness, he should realize he needs to bring a passenger with him, preferably someone who can write.
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like anybody who isn't watching this film and isn't rooting for the iceberg the entire time. I don't know what the fuck. (laughs) I mean, you're just waiting for the iceberg. Sink the ship let's move this along sink it
0: so i have to say that was my reaction when i saw this and i think i said last week i i've only seen this movie once i saw it in theaters when it first came out uh
1: did you go with a pack of 15 year old girls i
0: I did not go with a pack of 15 year old girls i probably went with a couple of my friends i don't remember oh wait a minute this was i was not in high school so this was right yeah no i was Pushing 30 when I saw this movie. You still could
1: have gone with a pack of 13. I, I may
0: have gone with a date. I don't remember.
1: That's a fun date. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been the last date for me.
0: Uh, I did not love the movie. I did not love the writing. For as much as you and I fight about movies, we we sort of agree, if the writing doesn't work, if the dialogue isn't working, mm-hmm. we're not going to like the movie. No, That's just... It doesn't matter what else is happening and that he doesn't... The spectacle doesn't matter. The special effects doesn't matter. None of it matters if the writing doesn't work.
1: No. Well, and I just think... And I... So, remind me. So, he, I know he's the Avatar dude. What else has he done?
0: Uh, Terminator. The Terminator movies. Okay, those
1: were decent. Okay.
0: Uh, aliens. Okay. The second Alien movie. So, what the
1: fuck happened? It, it feels like it... it like. When I think of James Cameron now, I think actually spectacle over substance. Mm-hmm. And I it, he strikes me as a director who has delusions of grandeur about the stories that he's telling. And that's sort things. of
0: what I think. Too. We talked about that when we talked about Avatar on this program. That That's my feeling about him, too, is that he got high in his own supply a little bit and just started thinking, because he was so successful, that he had something profound to say. And I don't. Think he does. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the new Avatar movie that just came out. I have no plans on seeing the new Avatar movie that just came out. People are talking about it like it's good. Okay. They're not gonna fool me into going to see it though, because I know it's gonna be just like the last one. Um, and that's where I'm like, okay, glad other people enjoy it. Uh, you're not gonna sucker me in again. Yeah. And I've actually seen people on Twitter basically making the argument of it's that basically saying everyone agrees that Cameron's not a great writer, Mm -hmm. but saying that that's not the most important part of a movie that if you go in and the whole experience is like, that's the writing and the dialogue is not the only thing going on in the movie. And that's what I was saying. I like, I just think you and I just don't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's definitely not the only thing. And I can appreciate like, yes, technically he is obviously a master of his craft and he does these sort of huge. Yeah. no, no, I'm not. I don't know. It's not the thing that that engages me in a film, and not for this long. Like if it's just going to be something that's like a, I pretty then like you got 20 minutes. That was pretty and cool. Wrap it up. Like a, well, that's I that's
0: what you said. I went back and listened to our episode of Avatar, and that's what you said about that. Was you were like it should be something that plays in the planetarium. Ex- yeah, like, it's for like Okay, got and what you can you're go doing. Stoned and Thanks. watch it and be like, oh, that was really cool.
1: Right. I, but I don't want to be in that world for three hours waiting for you to say something.
0: Okay. All that being said, I am actually mildly excited to watch this movie again. Why? I just, you know, I haven't seen it in 25 years, and maybe it's better. It's not. And I'm trying to go into it with an open mind, and Why? I'm trying to encourage you to go into it with an open I mind. I will be doing that. I found a number of articles online of people reassessing it. Oh, fuck that. After 25 years. Fuck. Critic Sean Burns wrote an article entitled, How I Learned to Surrender and Love Titanic, saying he hated the movie when it came out, he mocked it relentlessly for 15 years, and then he saw it in the 2012 3D IMAX re-release. Oh,
1: Jesus.
0: And found himself bawling like a baby, he says.
1: The iceberg is big!
0: What the hell had just happened, Burns writes. It was the same cornball embarrassing Titanic with its ten eared dialogue and one-note characterizations, yet now I was one of those weepy human puddles. The movie hadn't changed at all, but I sure had. And he talks in that article about being the cynical guy just out of college that couldn't buy into the love story and couldn't buy into the, you know, the cheesiness and the manipulation of it, and then he, you know, he's learned to open his heart up i guess and, and be open to it
1: i bet you some shit went wrong in his life that's a broken man that's someone who's been broken and now
0: okay. they're
1: totally like did he get divorced did something happen what went wrong
0: in a similarly themed piece in slate dana stevens tries to get at the heart of the matter also rewatching the film in 2012 she said for the first time i finally got titanic of course it broke box office records worldwide of course, 14 year old girls return to the mall to see it every weekend for a year. Cameron's three hour disaster epic is a triumph of popular art. Of folk art, really.
1: Mm-mm. Its
0: technological sophistication is in the service of a story so simple and universal it could be told in ballad form. Titanic isn't subtle or tasteful or novel. If those are the only qualities you prize in movies, this one's brushstrokes will probably be too broad for you. But it's indisputably big and bold and beautiful. She calls it a film that ex- expertly bypasses the forebrain and goes straight to the limbic centers in charge of fear, lust, sadness, and joy. What I'm saying, in short, How? is a, I think we both need to channel our 14-year-old girls. What I'm as hearing we go into these, these
1: reassessments is shut down all the things that make you a sophisticated (laughs) human being
0: or a grown-up
1: or and then lean into this because it's universe is a universal it's like
0: folk art
1: to be on a fucking door waiting for your (laughs) the love of your life to die and then you gotta like pry his frozen hands (laughs) off the fucking door that's universal i hope not i really hope not and who the fuck who's giving these bitches money if if I was getting money to go to movies every day or every weekend, do you know how much Contempo Casual I could have purchased? <laughs> how many items from Limited 2?
0: Rather than seeing Titanic. Forever 21? hmm
1: I would not be spending money on this shitty-ass film. I'd be buying myself some cheap-ass clothes. No. No. Well, that's
0: why I, I was glad to see in that story that the the little girl in, in Italy,
1: they, they, they stopped charging yeah. her after a while.
0: Because, yeah. I mean... Her mother, the cleaning woman, she's like, what, you saw Titanic? Like, how many times did she pay to see it before they stopped say, charging that's her? That's a sign of depression. Like, depressing. 17 times in a row?
1: Like, if you're on your couch watching something over and over and over again, <laughs> people are like, I'm concerned. <laughs> that's depression. And we're trying to spend this as, oh, that's cute. And, oh, the movie's so good. No, the child is depressed. She's sitting there watching mass death every day.
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: That's not good for your soul, man.
0: So, uh, what, what, what are you expecting from this experience?
1: To not enjoy it
0: are you are you legitimately open to enjoy?
1: No, I've been very clear about that. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I have not I don't know how much clearer I can be.
0: Would you admit to us all if any part of it you actually end up enjoying?
1: Sure. If on the rare chances, I come away with something like, oh, I enjoyed that fine, but I don't. I don't think there's going to be anything here to do. I, I, I like eyebrows. Um, That's about it. Uh, I'm not
0: even sure you know who that guy. There's like three different guys that you call eyebrows, and I don't think I've, any of them are the ones in this movie.
1: Do I call three different people eyebrows? You call
0: Peter Gallagher eyebrows. Well, because
1: he has some eyebrows. <laughs> no, this one, no, when I'm saying eyebrows now, I'm talking about like super fine, what is his name, Zane? Billy, Billy Zane. Zane, okay, eyebrows. so you do know now, very manicured. <laughs> eyebrows whenever I see him. So, he's eyebrows. Okay. Uh, And from what I gather in this film, he basically was just like, fuck women and children, I'm gonna save myself. Which, I respect. Uh, There's nothing in this film that, no. No. no.
0: Okay, I guess we're gonna find out.
1: And I like Kate Winslet. I enjoy Kate Winslet.
0: Kate Winslet is great.
1: But I I don't think I... This is not...
0: No. Had you seen the... As a teenage girl, mm-hmm. the because the only other thing Leo had done before this, he'd done Gilbert Great, but it was really Romeo and Juliet that started. So I had seen Romeo and Juliet into the heart throb, that and he I in this.
1: I enjoyed Romeo and Juliet, but I I still that did not give me a Leo thing. You didn't I don't have a Leo I don't thing. get. Okay. I really don't get it.
0: I we can talk about that after, but I don't get it either. I still can't take him seriously as an actor. I still can't take him seriously as a grown up.
1: For me, the best thing about Romeo and Juliet is um, Harold Perrineau, like he's. Fucking yeah. fantastic. And I wish the thing was about him.
0: John Leguizamo good. was good in that also. Yes.
1: So I like all the shit that's happening around Romeo and Juliet.
0: Speaking of this, the, the association of Claire Danes, mm-hmm. apparently Cameron's original plan for this, the cast he wanted, was Claire Danes and Jared Leto. So we would have had oh, a, my Jesus. so-called life on a boat.
1: I don't think that would have been good either. <laughs> He's up.
0: One of the articles I read said, you know, just imagine the ugly cry faces Claire Danes could have made as the ship was People give that. her so
1: much shit for her, she cries. <laughs> She's a very emotive crier. Oh, well, and Jared, uh, yeah, Jared Leto you know, is... I couldn't see him doing this role. That, that's so you haven't even
0: seen the movie. You're
1: I just, about, but still, like I don't even like from what I like. Can you see Jared Leto doing the whole like stand on the mast no, of the ship I can't thing? See him now. he'd be like leaning in the corner.
0: And apparently, he wasn't interested in doing it. I would. A good I job. To, I mean, regrets. I
1: don't love him all that much, but that's a good choice, dude.
0: McConaughey was apparently up for this role. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> isn't he supposed to be like Irish or something?
0: Like Leonardo DiCaprio is that's, Irish. That's a very good point. Okay. <laughs> oh i'm sorry he doesn't have the inherent
1: i guess with mcconaughey i can't see how he i can't see how mcconaughey gets to irish i think that's what it was i was just like how the fuck is mcconaughey gonna be irish
0: i don't i don't know what to tell you all right
1: all right all right what's that accent you're doing sir
0: Alright, I don't I don't have anything else to say. Do you you wanna say anything else before we actually plunge any, into I, this? I don't have
1: anything.
0: To very say. long ocean voyage.
1: Nope. I'm gonna fall asleep.
0: You're rooting for the iceberg, we know that. I'm
1: absolutely gonna fall asleep. And here's the thing, it won't even matter, because I know the story.
0: So I'll still be able to talk <laughs> no, about I'm it. No, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna wake you up. Maybe throw some ice water on you.
1: Okay. I don't have anything to say.
0: Okay. <laughs> when we get back, we will talk about Titanic. Take a journey. Back in time, in search of a mystery, locked beneath the sea, on December 19th, you will be given the key. We're going to America. Get up, Boyle. You'll never get next
1: to the likes of her. Don't come any closer. I'll let go.
0: No, you won't. You are not to see that boy again. Ah! I'm the king of the world! That made you think you could put your hands on my fiance? It's
1: not up to you to save me, Jack. They've got you trapped. If you don't break
0: free, you're gonna die. It's a ship. There's only so many places she can be. Find her. The water is freezing and there aren't enough boats. Half the people on this ship are going to die. For God's sake, there's women and children down here! Let us out so we can have a chance! I need you cooing! What to him! You jump, I jump, right? I hope you enjoy your time together! And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. not it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> and we're back. During the break, Nakia and I watched Titanic. Uh, so, Nakia, I'm curious, was this movie any different from what you'd expected? Because you said you didn't need to see Titanic. You knew the story, you knew what happened, mm-hmm. et, cetera, et cetera, Were there any surprises? No. None.
1: None. I mean so I I think it was I don't even know that I would say good. <laughs> I mean sure, let's use good just for to keep this conversation going. I guess it was good to finally see the the actual set piece of the sinking ship. Like I had not seen that sort of sequence in so its entirety. Right. Hour. Um, so the sort of technical achievement of that, good job.
0: I will say that was pretty. Seeing it on a big screen mm-hmm. in 1997, it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty dazzling.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I would use dazzle. I mean, it was just it was sort of like, oh, you did an impressive thing. <laughs> sort of like it's just like I I imagine that nice took a lot of work job. <laughs> and a lot of various you know moving parts and congrats to you, sir.
0: I mean, I will I will say that sequence afforded what what seemed to be the only moment of genuine pleasure you took from the movie. What moment was that? Uh it's it's when the ship is tilting and the passengers are sliding off the deck and one guy Bounced around, oh, he hits the propeller. It yeah. fell off and hit the yeah. propeller. It was
1: a good sound. It was and like you a laughed out ear. loud. Because
0: well, the sound
1: that he made when he hit the propeller <laughs> it was just an awesome sound. It's the same way that you feel about that Meet Joe Black sequence when Brad Pitt gets hit by the car. <laughs> hit by the bus. And he yeah. just sort of bounces between the things. It's, it's that same sort of thing of just like, oh, that shouldn't be funny, but it's funny. I'm,
0: I'm not 100% sure that's what you were supposed to oh, be feeling not. at no. that moment.
1: No. But that was
0: an appropriate emotional response. That was response. really the only
1: emotional response that I had during that <laughs> entire film. So.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about let's talk about your emotional response to this movie. Did did you cry like a baby? Of course not.
1: <laughs> what exactly would I be crying about?
0: The the tragic love story, the loss of life, the, you know, emotional storm und Drang of it all. No. <laughs>
1: It was a bummer that they lost the Picasso's and the Degas. But that's yeah, about that was, that the extent was of how I felt about it. Like it's just I didn't feel anything. I didn't I it was difficult and this is my challenge with Romantic films, and we've we've gone over this. For me to even buy into their love story, they knew each other for like three days, and all of a sudden, you're really willing to like do mutual suicide for each other. It's just like what?
0: So this is the part of it, and I think I, I after we watched it, I don't think either of us was feeling particularly passionate about this. And quite frankly, we talked about scrapping this episode altogether. Yeah. Uh, but I did say it was slightly better than I'd remembered it, mm-hmm. and I think that to me was the difference i think it's it's like one of those reviewers i read earlier said the movie has not changed i think i've changed okay and i think so let's see 97 i was i was 28 so i was older than these characters Mm -hmm. but still relatively young still feeling like i was supposed to relate to these characters Mm -hmm. and i didn't at all i thought they were both fucking idiots and I think now coming to it as a 53-year-old man, it's their children. Like yeah. I'm watching idiot children yeah. play out this story and that's a different perspective on it. Like I forgive their stupidity <laughs> more sure. than I did when I was closer to their age.
1: That doesn't make it enjoyable to watch though. I don't I feel like that doesn't make that's not how I want to spend my time looking at a screen and saying, "Oh, these dumbass kids." <laughs> like I don't I don't find that enjoyable. It just it actually just frustrates me and I'm just like I just, I really just didn't buy into the relationship at all. I it's it's
0: Okay, well, let's talk about that. Okay. So let's let's talk about these two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh so we have we have Rose, mm-hmm. the delicate flower.
1: <laughs> is that what she is? Yes, we have Rose who um I don't know. It has been raised to be a wealthy wife, basically, um, her entire life. And her father apparently lost all their money, so the sort of survival of her family rests upon her making a good marriage. Right, which
0: again is a classic trope for these yes. sorts of stories.
1: Yes. Um, but she feels very much trapped. And in fact, so I like I was pretty much done with the movie, not even 15 minutes. I don't know when this <laughs> line comes, but they, they're starting to board the ship and we hear her... Her older, the older rose. Right, Gloria
0: Stewart's older.
1: Saying in voiceover that um, boarding, she
0: says Titanic. It was the ship of dreams, but for
1: her, it was a slave ship. To
0: me, it was a slave ship, and she
1: was going to America in chains. And that was when I was just like, okay, I'm out. Like I just,
0: (laughs) what's? I don't know. I don't understand.
1: I think you do understand. I don't understand. So this is is 1912. Uh huh. Emancipation Proclamation was what 1863 is is or so. So what's Mm -hmm. that? Like maybe about 50 years or so that slavery, quote unquote, ended. Mm -hmm. Like you're 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 close. (laughs)
0: You're pretty close to to that. that actual to be that reality reference. of
1: that history and <laughs> you're going to America in chains on a slave ship on your luxury fucking super size liner with your Degas and your Picasso <laughs> and your heart diamond. And so while I want to make space for the reality that Yes, there were women that had to make choices that were not of their heart but were of, you know, economic necessity. Absolutely, totally get that. Don't write that shit down and then have someone say it in a movie because it's fucking stupid and disrespectful.
0: Okay, I, I mean, I agree with you, but just to play devil's advocate here, yes, but is it not something that a teenage girl in that situation would say? Though I grant you, it was not the teenage girl saying it; it was the old ass woman saying it, <laughs> yeah, one hundred and some odd year old, who's
1: had now woman. many years to reflect <laughs> on what happened. So, I mean, I think there was a different way that she could have expressed Should've that. Could phrase
0: that, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I mean, at that point, I was just like, "Yeah, pass."
0: I mean, to be fair, Billy Zane was was a fairly unlikable.
1: I chap. mean, Billy was cartoonish to the point of like he wasn't even. It was just funny. Like he has this big <laughs> moment where he like throws a table and gets in her face, and it's just like you know, don't fucking disobey me again. And like I just would have laughed in his fucking face <laughs> because you you look ridiculous. You're basically like twirling a mustache
0: while you're doing this. Well, this is Mark Kermode said Billy Zane was the only person in the movie who understood what movie he that's. Was what, in. I think he like, was, he was like, playing full the on. And so here's the problem. It.
1: So this is why when we were talking about whether or not to do this episode, I was like, I don't have anything to say because it wasn't even interesting or campy or ridiculous enough Mm -hmm. for me to have a comment on it. It was just fine. And so I don't have anything really to say about fine. If the whole movie had been everybody... Like, Billy Zane came to work that day. If everybody was like, okay, we're going to be on Billy Zane's we're, we're level. We're going to meet Billy
0: at that Then level. we
1: would have some shit to talk about. Like, this is a ridiculous <laughs> film, and let's talk about why this is, like, a totally ridiculous film that fully leans into the camp and ridiculousness of it. Instead, everybody else is, like, trying to get an Oscar, which apparently they did. So, I guess kudos to you, but it just makes for a rather boring film, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Other
1: than Billy Zane, like, stomping around the boat. Where is she? <laughs>
0: okay. Literally chasing her with a gun yes. in the last act. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you. And I got... I mean, Kate Winslet is a fantastic actress. Yes. yes. I. You would not have known it... No. ...from this performance. No. And it, again, the script is giving her no help. Her... I don't know why they had her do an American accent. That wasn't necessary. She could have been an English character just yes, as easily. Mm-hmm. The American accent is not helping her at all. It's, it's not a great performance. And to me compared to leonardo it looks better because i think i think he's terrible
1: i just don't i and i i understand that this is sort of the film that Catapulted. I I don't understand it I I would not have walked away from this film and again I did not see it at the time so maybe it would have been a slightly different reaction but Well you've seen
0: Romeo and Juliet i at had the seen time. Romeo
1: and Juliet but again Harold Perrineau that right. was like mine <laughs> and John Leguizamo it wasn't even about Claire and Leo um so yeah it was just sort of this like ooh I'm poor and that's okay because I'm experiencing life and let me dance a jig. And, then, and I'm just like, all right, I guess this is annoying. And then when they're in the sex scene in the car, like he just looks like a little boy compared to her, which
0: was weird. <laughs> he, he did, and he's like shivering. He does come off. Like, I think throughout the whole thing, he comes off as much younger than childish. She is.
1: And I'm just like, okay,
0: so. But I don't know if that's just my because that's still how I react to him in movies now. Where he's, I mean, he is. I don't know how old he is. Is he? Fifty now. I don't I even have no know. Idea how, I mean, he, but I he's have a to, grown man now, yeah, and he plays grown man parts. And I still feel like he's comes off like a fourteen-year-old boy.
1: I mean, I think there is. Something I cannot that's take him
0: seriously. A little
1: bit always boyish about him, but I, I think that that's worn off a bit just because he's gotten a little fudgy around the edges. Um, <laughs> but
0: a little puffy, A little
1: puffy. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I just did, I, I, like, I did not understand why these two people just fell in love. And, and so again, maybe it's to your point where it's like, okay, you have to remember that they're supposed to be like 16 or 17 years old, mm-hmm. and in that moment, you fall in love all the time, and it's Right, I mean, Romeo and Juliet and all, and are fucking right.
0: idiots too, but they're, exactly. you know, 12 and 13. But at least they have
1: the, de- well, these people died too. I was going to say, at least they have the decency <laughs> to die. Um... But the writing was better. Um, well, yeah.
0: Really? You think, okay, now wait a minute. Because that, that's fun. You think Shakespeare is better than James Cameron? Is this what you're telling me? That's
1: what I'm saying. It's like I could deal with that nonsense because the writing was better. So, yeah, I just, I fun like, if you don't buy into that central relationship, and my entire response the whole time was like, "Billy Zane's actually not that bad, and you'd be very comfortable."
0: <laughs> just I was I was going to ask you that. Do you, go do ahead you and think do she that. Should've, she should have stayed with Billy Zane. Is you that, probably is have that like better? hot,
1: angry sex with Billy Zane, <laughs> and then you could go buy some shit. Like you own Degas. like. What?
0: Dude, i I was gonna I was gonna save this, but let let's just talk about it now. Do you know what that diamond was worth? How much? <laughs> you want to guess?
1: I have no...
0: just take a stab. Uh,
1: let's say $50 million.
0: I don't know. $250 million. Oh Jesus. They said it's worth more than the Hope Diamond. The Hope Diamond is currently <laughs> estimated like $250 to $300 million. Yeah. So more than that.
1: And they just put in a coat pocket, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a damn disaster. <laughs> so exact so what I'm saying is he's not that bad. <laughs> And you more than likely could, like, fuck other dudes on the side.
0: Probably, because he's going to be off to the club. He's going to be doing he's whatever he's be, doing. So you could be, like, Lady generally like, at back of the manse.
1: You're making poor decisions. Like, your mom is absolutely a bitch. But she's sort of <laughs> right in this, in this moment of just, like, you need to secure the bag. Like, get your shit together. You know what's not sexy? In 20 years... <laughs> A artist
0: <laughs> oh, with w- no job. Wait. The, our, our listeners cannot see the air quote <laughs> you just did around artist, artiste. He's an artist. He's been to Paris. He's drawn one legged prostitutes. He's.
1: Okay, being in Paris is not he automatically He sees people, make she tells you, him. You and, see except that he doesn't. Except that he, does it. he sees tits and he likes to draw tits. <laughs> That's great. It doesn't make you an artist. You absolutely. This is not going to be a career for you, sir. <laughs> Which is fine. It's a choice, is what I'm saying. When you got you know however many millions of dollars hanging off your neck, <laughs> you choose this gentleman.
0: So you didn't. You didn't see the appeal. No. Even even as a break away from the slave chains that she was in, option.
1: The diamond studded chains <laughs> that she was in. No. Because again, I did not. See, I found Billy Zane very entertaining, and he just would have been like, "Okay, yeah, I want some lamb with some mint, sure, dude. If that's what you need, like that would have been fun. Live in that world and make fun of those people to their faces. They didn't even know who was it. Freud. She made a Freud, Freud she reference. Made and they're a like, Freud I don't even know who that yes. is. Like, how fun would is that he be a passenger? Just to be like, yeah, Freud would have a good time with you. So,
0: well, so okay, so this is an interesting question. So, as we said, and it's. I think the narrative got overblown. It was obviously not just teenage girls that mm-hmm. that powered this movie's success. Mm-hmm. But that was the narrative that came out of this. The teenage girls were going to see it over and over and over again. Is this a good role model
1: story for teenage girls? Not if their takeaways to be with Leo. <laughs> no, it is not.
0: It is it self empowerment. You know, go your own way. You.
1: <laughs> she just hooked up with like the first dude she met on the boat. <laughs> That
0: I yeah no
1: anybody you meet in the middle of like a suicide attempt probably should not be your life partner. <laughs> You're not in a good place. There's a, like it's just, uh, is that a good start for a relationship? Maybe take some time to be your be by yourself. Be,
0: be with yourself. Be, for be a on while. your own there. Like
1: her big triumphant moment was like she could spit a loogie.
0: <laughs> Actually, she couldn't. Spit Congrats. A loogie. Congrats. She never to did you. get that down.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, because, like, yes, that was a real thing, and women were trapped in marriages, and loveless, and all of these things, and so, yes, it's good to, like, explore the interiority of that of someone questioning, like, what does this actually mean, and this isn't something that I want, and I'm, I'm envisioning that this is my life now for forever, and I don't want this, and I don't want to be the doll, and I don't want to be the obedient daughter, and the dutiful wife, and, um mute myself for the rest of my life in service to something that I know Absolutely. It was still a dull-ass movie. (laughs) And I didn't have enough sympathy or care for her character. And again, we met bad, because we met when she said that line. I was like, oh, well, fuck you. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, So... (laughs) That was not the beginning of a beautiful
1: friendship. I'm a Pisces, so if we meet bad, it's gonna be bad for a while until (laughs) you show me otherwise. So, I didn't feel that it was empowering, really at all. And... Her empowerment was in choosing a love that I didn't believe in, and that the choice of that love resulted in her making dumbass decisions like not staying in the lifeboat, going back down to the bottom of the boat to get him out of handcuffs when it's, like, so it's
0: just... Okay, so wait, you would have...
1: Let him drown.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yes. And taken the first available seat on a lifeboat. (laughs) Yes.
1: You met him three days ago
0: fair enough. <laughs> so what would have made it better?
1: Better writing, better acting. Um those things.
0: Okay, let's let's start here. So this movie was 3 hours and 14 minutes long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you'd had final cut, what would you what would you have done to this movie? Boat sinks. <laughs> So we fade in. (laughs) The boat is already half underwater.
1: (laughs) End of movie. That's really yes. That no. I I did none of that. Like the exploration of class and new money versus old money. Uh Like, okay. So I, I.
0: This is a. This is actually a question I had. Okay. Is there something serious going on in this movie about that? Serious how? What do you mean? Is this movie actually thematically rich <laughs> in how it deals with class? Uh, I tell you, I tell you what made me think of it. Okay. Okay. So, Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. for example, and I'm not proposing Downton Abbey as any sort of deep thematic mm-hmm. text either. Actually, starts with the sinking of the Titanic as well. Okay. And I think it it sort of uses that moment as like that's the birth of the 20th century right that's when things start to change for the i mean absurd class disparities that existed in society at that time that's when all that began to break down right Or some yes yeah. and then watching this movie again i hadn't i hadn't noticed that the the iceberg <laughs> hits the ship about 30 seconds after Rose and Jack, fuck. It's, okay. like, it's almost like that event, that crossing of the class lines... Wow. <laughs> ...destroys this world... Wow. ...and, and brings about <laughs> the 20th century and all of the women's rights and all, everything that, middle class, everything that's going to come in the 20th century starts with that act of rebellion and defiance. How about that? I think that's... Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously.
1: And if that is the case, like, how fucking sad would it be (laughs) that the quote unquote birth of the 20th century started with what was to me one of the like most pitiful sad sex scenes (laughs) I've ever seen put to film? You know he only lasted like two minutes.
0: Yeah, no, it can't have been good and sex.
1: And it was in like this it was an awkward dr- space. Like just, and they had that dramatic moment of like, oh, it's so steamy in there because he's fucking panting from freezing. <laughs> um, so if that sad whimper <laughs> of a fuck led to the birth of the, twi- I I really hope that was no one's idea because if it, w- then that's just that's horrifying. See,
0: I feel like it's an interesting idea. I just think. Again, Cameron just does not necessarily have the the chops no. to write that script.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no. That no. Sure, okay. Let's yeah.
0: All right, I tried. <laughs> that
1: could be an interesting idea, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, like, all of that shit was there. Sure, it, I don't know that it said anything about anything. Like, yes, you have the quote unquote upstairs, downstairs, and the people in the lower levels were. You know, not allowed to get up and access the lifeboats and.
0: Well, they were they were just as as much as the upper class people were cartoonishly evil. They were just as cartoonishly yes. romanticized.
1: Well, yeah. the whole
0: Irish jig thing yeah, and the. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, and what was his name, Fabrizio? Fabrizio was just like a fucking and Mario brother just bouncing around. It's <laughs> like why is he not an actual person? Right. Yeah. And this, you know, Leo being able to sort of take a peek behind the curtain. And if he dressed nice, he could get access to the space where they then just sort of.
0: Right. And you have Molly Brown as the sort of transitional character there.
1: So, like, yeah, all that's going on. I don't know that he said anything about it. I don't know that he said anything that hadn't been said about that before. Right. And typically it is not revolutionary for a spoiled rich girl to fuck a poor boy that she thinks is cool. Like nine times out of ten she goes back to her rich life so it doesn't tend to lead to like revolution by iceberg um <laughs> so yeah I he is very good technically and the <laughs> <laughs> the part where the boat sinks is very good technically after I, anything outside of that, I, could give a fuck
0: I will say, even that, even, and I do think, as you say, technically, mm-hmm. it's a very good sequence. I don't think that sequence has any emotion to it. Like, I don't think it is good filmmaking. I think it's just good special effects. Mm-hmm. and You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's not emotionally powerful. Well,
1: because it's just bodies falling that we don't have any connectivity to. Right. Other than, than Rose and Leo, we're just sort of, um, they're just... Little dolls falling across the ship. Um, I think I would... The only sort of outside characters that were resonant were the band. Like, that was... Uh They were able to sort of fill those characters, even though we knew nothing about them. Yeah um to where that was like a, oh that's a moment that's like cl- this is clearly supposed to be an emotional moment but other than that i mean it's all the things it's all like it, it just and again I, you and i have talked about this of like when i come to things versus when they were originally written so it, they they may have seemed like fresher ideas at the time than they do to me now but the whole sort of like sort of money and fame hungry PR guy that was like oh we need to go faster and if we go faster then we'll get there earlier and you can break the the speed thing and his whole that was his whole thing the whole time and then the captain's making decisions based off of that instead of what would be the safest choice when you have to move a big ass boat around an iceberg at top speed and then his punk ass gets on the boat um, when the shit's going down
0: this is Mr. Ismay the the ship right
1: evil name Um, (laughs) so stuff like that was like you know, those have become sort of stock characters. Like, the, mm. the evil sort of business guy that, like, like fucking uh, Vest in uh, Aliens. <laughs> Paul, whatever his Paul name is. Like, the fucking the evil corporate guy that's like, no, we're corporate. just going to do yeah. this because it's mm, good for the, for the company. Character. It's
0: like, no, you're making I actually thought, speaking of those characters, I thought Victor Garber was very good. He's the, the he, guy that designed he the He and and in a slightly different movie than everyone else was in. He
1: was because he was that little poignant moment at the end where he's just sort of staring at the clock.
0: <laughs> yeah, like oh fuck.
1: Um, <laughs> he just started to walk through the boat like a ghost because he knew that they were all going to die. Right. Um. So yeah, he was he was fine. I did. Yeah. It it wasn't enough to hate it. I didn't like it. I appreciate the technical proficiency of the last. What hour is that? Yeah. I could not give a shit about any of these people. <laughs> at all. And then the fact that the old bitch throws the diamond in the water instead of, I don't know, returning it to probably someplace in Africa or something where they mined it is... <laughs> Infuriating to or, like, giving
0: to her or giving it to a grandparent, really or giving it to a right there. Anything
1: else other than <laughs> just throw it in the water because you just you're feeling nostalgic about your shit. I didn't enjoy Bill Paxton's character. It was like, this okay, weird well, like, I was
0: gonna say we hadn't talked about the framing sequence, ocean here.
1: rodeo, cowboy bullshit. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're fucking oceanography. Like, what, are, what, are you, what is this? Like, I
0: mean, um, he, he was a treasure hunter, treasure is what he is. Hunter, He's not really, right. a a- is that why you yeah, have the air
1: ear? I'm a pirate. <laughs> are
0: you about the old lady, she was, I believe, nominated for this. Gloria Stewart, yeah, for, for not dying. I, I wish people could see you roll your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to do this as a video series, see,
1: and this is why I don't want because I'm just gonna be an asshole your about facial it. Expression I'm just insertion. gonna be an asshole about it, and she doesn't deserve it. But because I don't like the film, I'm just like I don't know what the fuck you won for or you were nominated for at all.
0: She may, I don't remember if she won. She was definitely nominated.
1: Like, <laughs> Okay. I suppose. <laughs> I recognize my young breasts.
0: <laughs> Weren't they perky? That's That scene, the, the drawing scene, pretty hot? No. <laughs> that was apparently the first scene that they filmed together.
1: Oh, that must have been awkward. Yeah, a
0: little bit, I would think.
1: Uh, no, it, it was not hot. No. I did not find it hot at all. He's like feverishly. And is that all you can do, artist? What do you mean? Did he draw anything? I guess he drew, like, other people. It was like, Did he only draw naked ladies?
0: I mean, mostly, but that's, you know, in the history of art, that's, you know, well,
1: 87%. Then you better be good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you don't, you don't seem to think that this had, had this relationship continued, had, had they both gotten on the door, uh, you, you don't seem like you would have had a lot of hope for this great love story. No, they so would it's, not. It's have pretty rest. much just a great love story because it because it ends quickly in
1: death. Exactly because it ends, they would not have lasted. Does anybody meet their person at sixteen, seventeen, and then that's the person you're with? I mean, I guess it happens occasionally, but use this because you feel like you have no other choices or you've had babies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in a terrible mood to do this, uh, so <laughs> I do not think that they would have lasted. No, because. If it really is about her finding who she is, and that's not something she can do. She needs to go and do that then and explore that. And then at some point, yes, you will come to find someone who you then fall in love with as, when once you become the woman that you're meant to be. And it'll be beautiful or whatever. But no, not the No.
0: Were there any good parts?
1: Other than the sinking of the ship?
0: Well, yeah, was more specific moments I was thinking of
1: the band. I guess. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> you liked the band.
1: I liked the the moment with the band. Yes. Okay. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> and well, that's none of it. Again, none of it was bad.
0: I mean, some of it was bad. Well, the dialogue is bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not great.
0: Um, no, I'm going I'm to go right out and say it's bad. And I hate, I hate with a passion. You talked about the Picasso's mm-hmm. thing. That sort of self-aware smirking dialogue from the future. Picasso, he'll never amount to anything. anything. I fucking hate that yeah. dialogue. Yeah. I hate the anachronism of it. Like, oh, really? <laughs> you feel superior because you now know that Picasso's are worth a lot of money?
1: I There was very little that... I feel like this is a movie that you have to feel.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I. When we went into it, I said you've got to channel your
1: and I did your not.
0: teenage girl. So I. Do you feel like you have easy access to your teenage girl, your inner teenage girl? She died long ago. <laughs> oh. Part
1: of the problem is my teenage, my inner teenage girl was forty, and at the when she was fifty, like it's <laughs> I've been forty. Um. So it may be that I just my antennas were never. Uh, tuned to this, but I, I just don't. It's it's really difficult for me to. Love stories have to work hard. Have to be good for me to get on. They just have. It has right. to. Um, and if it doesn't, then I'm just like I don't care about any of you. And I don't understand why you're making the choices that you're making. And at that point, I'm sort of out. I can't fully immerse. I feel like this is a movie you really do have to just sort of fully buy into it and let it wash over you. And at that point, I'm just like, mm, enjoy your slave ship ride. <laughs>
0: Do you think there's anything to the argument, I've seen people making this argument, I've seen people recently making this argument about this movie and other movies, that the script and the characters and everything have to be simple because it's fundamentally, you know, it's a disaster movie and you can't have two sophisticated characters and... All of that. And it's also that argument that somebody made I read earlier who said it's basically, it's like, you know, folk art. It's like it's like the simplicity of a ballad. It's like a you, sort of simple universal story. Mm-hmm. Do you buy into that argument at all?
1: Mm. I mean, I imagine these are people that know more than me about what works and doesn't work in film. And so if that no, is the Nobody
0: thing, knows more than you do. Right.
1: So if that is a thing then okay sure to me it sounds like you're underestimating the sophistication of your audience and their ability to sort of hold all those things at the same time that you can actually That's have
0: actually what I think
1: you know well thought out characters and in, and in, in combination with disaster films
0: um, cuz people like people made that argument and I I know I'm in the minority on this I fucking hate Jurassic Park I really do <laughs> I was so disappointed with that movie. Yeah. And it's, if you compare that to Spielberg's Jaws, for an example, Mm -hmm. the characters in Jaws are real people. Yeah. And the characters in Jurassic Park are not. And they don't even try to be. I don't understand why you can't have both. Yes, by all means, have great looking dinosaur special effects. I don't understand why you can't have both. And I would say the same thing about this movie. Yeah. Like, bringing in a real writer to do a pass on this script before you shoot the your $200 million movie, I think it would have been money well spent. I do not think it would have detracted from the success of the movie. Yeah. But maybe it would have. Maybe it would have turned off the illiterates. I don't know.
1: Okay, see? You see how you get all <laughs> egotistical and classist about it? Well, and I think that's an interesting sort of analogy they're making around sort of a ballad or or pop music, because I think sometimes there are similar arguments around that, of like there is this, um, in some spaces there's this devaluation of pop music because it is popular um, and, and yet it is wildly successful and... It actually doesn't have to be dumb. Like, yeah, there is some Mm. dumb, some dumb ballads and some dumb pop music, but there's a, there's a fair amount of that is actually just, it's very good and it is good writing and it is, you know, so I don't, I think it can be both. Um, But this was obviously a very successful film. So what the fuck do (laughs) I know? I would have been the movie executive. that was like, "Trash it," and then <laughs> would have gotten fired.
0: <laughs> then you would have been fired. right,
1: exactly. So again, some would,
0: other studio. What would the have hell made do I know? Two billion dollars on would it. it.
1: Pass. Uh, but
0: no, I yeah, I would have too. At the very least, I would have said, "James, you got to. We're, we're gonna bring. We're gonna bring in another writer yeah. to come in and just kind of clean some of this up a little bit." Yeah.
1: And I like Billy Zane. That's all.
0: What happened? Oh, Billy lived, didn't he? Billy got away.
1: I believe, yes, we were supposed to. Right. He got on one of the lifeboats. So That's I right. think it is presumed that he. Yeah, because he made it to the rescue boat yeah. and he was looking for her, and she was sort of hiding from him.
0: I like that moment where he just grabs one of the orphan children <laughs> off the deck. This and is
1: my kid. i got to get on this boat.
0: <laughs> she, I'm all she has in the world. I says. love Billy Zane. Comes <laughs> in the, like, I guess. The so like only saying.
1: person making good decisions other than when he was, like, looking for her. is like, you just need to get your... Like, dude, get on the boat. Like, stop looking for her. But otherwise, like, you're the smartest man on this boat.
0: <laughs> oh, I meant to ask, how much would you, more would you have liked this movie if, say, Keanu Reeves had had the... The Leo role.
1: Okay. I don't just, like, blindly follow Keanu wherever he goes. Um, It would have been a very different movie.
0: (laughs) A a better movie. Possibly. Right?
1: (laughs) If he was just John Wick on Titanic. Um,
0: (laughs) I would pay to see that movie.
1: At least the sex scene would have been more believable. Just like, okay, that's a man fucking a woman and not
0: this weird... Not a mother molesting a child.
1: (laughs) Was Arnie after this... Or before.
0: <laughs> Gilbert Green. Yes. Before.
1: It was a little like that. I was it like watching was, Arnie yeah. house and I was just like, hmm. Uh. I'm not comfortable with it. I'm cold, Gilbert. <laughs> I have to get off of this. I can't. <laughs> because I'm just getting worse. <laughs> I'm just progressively becoming more and more of an asshole as this conversation goes on. Because there's nothing for me to at onto her here Gilbert. right like there's so now i'm just grasping at being a dick instead of actually talking about the film oh, because there's nothing to ha- talk about it's all
0: we ask of you no
1: because i should actually be talking about the movie but because they don't give Nobody a shit cares. about the movie now i'm just making up asshole shit so we should just end this now just wrap it up wrap it up
0: Anything else to say? I have nothing to about say about it. this movie. No, we didn't have anything to say coming in. Nope. Another poor choice on my part. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm.
1: On record, that I li- as soon as you mentioned we were doing this, I was like, I'm not going to have anything to say about that movie. <laughs> I've, I, I'm aware of all of the popular parts of it. That's really all I needed, and I stand by that.
0: <laughs> it's one of the most successful movies of all time. That's fantastic. And you had never seen it. How do we not do it? That's a, I'm. No, I am glad everyone did well. <laughs> Congrats to I'm you. I'm glad that worked for so many of you out there.
1: I am obviously, you know, in the minority
0: on this, and that's totally
1: fine. Never need to see it again.
0: <sighs> okay, I guess we're done. <laughs> That's our show. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again in two weeks for the next episode of The Unenthusiastic Critic. Nakia, I looked at the calendar, and there really wasn't any sort of anniversary or other timely hook to help me pick the next movie. So I just had to go to our list and make an arbitrary decision. So I looked at the list, and I said, you know what we haven't done in a couple of years? A musical.
1: We literally just had this
0: conversation. (laughs) So, for the next episode, we're going to be watching one of my favorites, Guys and Dolls from 1955, starring Frank Sinatra, Gene Simmons, and Marlon Brando. And let me tell you, you really haven't lived until you've heard Marlon Brando sing.
1: I don't have- there's nothing more for me to say about musicals, <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. I've said all that there is to say. I don't enjoy them. <laughs> You're
0: going to like this one. Okay. This is going to be the one that wins you over.
1: Really? Marlon Brando singing is going to win me over?
0: I think so. Okay. Guys and Dolls is currently streaming for subscribers on Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, and Tubi, and it's available to rent for most of the other services. In the meantime, you can find us on the web at unaffiliatedcritic.com, where you can subscribe to the show, download earlier episodes, or make a donation to support our stuff. You can also hit us up at our social media links or email us at michael at unaffiliatedcritic.com. In any of these places, we encourage you to leave a comment on the show or suggest a film Nakia desperately needs to see to make her life complete. Until next time, remember, true love means conning your partner into watching movies they really, really don't want to watch. I tell you what I was thinking as I was watching those the scenes where the you know the ship is basically tilted at 90 degrees and mm-hmm. the people are sliding down the deck. That'd make a great pinball game.
1: Titanic pinball? The, de-
0: the deck of the Titanic pinball. I think it would be in portes. instead of balls, it would be the people. Deeply bouncing taste. Off stuff. It's not okay. Shooting them back up the deck and then they fall. That is,
1: that's that's a terrible, terrible thing.
0: I think that's a money-making idea. No, that's terrible. I think we should do that. No. Can't you just see it? The people bouncing off the bumpers. I'm not going to co-sign
1: that awful, <laughs> awful, inhumane thing you just suggested. No. No. <laughs>
0: We're going into manufacturing on that. Okay, good luck with that. This is my Shark Tank idea. (laughs) Let me know how that goes.